0: Yes, yes, that's right, Marks. I had to do it because uh, your man CM Punk is fighting tonight at UFC 225 in Chicago, Illinois, although it is not in the same building as it was. When he made his Money in the Bank appearance uh, and got a raucous ovation from that Chicago crowd there Uh, I'm sure he's still going to get a really good ovation from this Chicago crowd Even though he uh, may have lost his first venture in the UFC I'm sure that Chicago crowd is going to be behind him But anyways, welcome Marks In case you couldn't tell, this is our second installment of uh, Marks with Mike's MMA podcast Uh, The first one I had with my buddy Curtis from England Tried to get him on this one again. He's actually at the Tyson Fury fight in uh, in England, in London, I believe. And uh, hope he's having a great time. And uh, good luck to him and his boy out there. So hope he gets the result he's looking for, which is obviously a uh, another Tyson Fury victory. Anyways, um, I promised you guys a uh, UFC 225 analysis prediction card, whatever you want to call it. I'm gonna make some picks. If you want to take them to your guy, your bookie, whatever you want to call him, uh, don't get mad at me if they don't work out, but you can use mine if you like. Uh, I've been around for a little while, so here goes nothing. Uh, We're going to jump right into the card, and uh, the first fight on the main card, whether you like it or not, is CM Punk versus Mike, don't call me Michael, Jackson, and uh, what do they have in common? Well, they both have one fight. Uh, in the UFC and one fight period, they both lost to Mickey Gall, as uh, as you know if you're a UFC fan. So they are fighting each other tonight, a hand-picked opponent for CM Punk in the uh, UFC in Chicago card. And uh, as far as a pick for the fight, um, you know, this Mike Jackson, as I said, also 0-1. Um, I've been somewhat aware of him on Twitter uh, since he made his debut in the UFC and he seems like a really nice guy He seems like a guy with a good sense of humor And just a good head on his shoulders and whatnot. So um, that's nice to hear But um, as well I-, I don't know a ton about him I know he also has like a real job um, I can't remember what it is at the moment But um, you know that's never really a-, a good thing for a fighter But <laughs> in any event I- I'm pretty sure he's got more experience than CM Punk And uh, Chick Magnet Punk um, Colt Cabana, I apologize, I hate to do it But I'm going to be picking against your boy CM Punk. I'm actually picking him to get knocked out uh, in front of his hometown crowd, unfortunately. So that's my pick. Uh, Maybe it's a backlash because I actually put a a parlay together for his first fight, the UFC 203 card that our boy Stipe did defend the UFC heavyweight title against Alistair Overeem, of course, who is actually on this card, on the undercard, uh, believe it or not. Um, And, yeah, that's right. CM Punk and Mike Jackson are on the main card of a pay-per-view and Alistair Overeem who has won the championship in basically every form of combat sports except for the UFC, every organization he's been in, uh, is on the undercard, um, not on pay-per-view. So yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm, uh, I'm picking Mike Jackson, uh, but, uh, I wouldn't be against seeing CM Punk, uh, win. Oh, like I said, um, part of the parlay for that UFC two or three, two Oh three card, which otherwise did fall apart if, if memory serves, uh, was I picked CM Punk just because I figured, fuck it, it'd be fun if CM Punk won and I won money on a parlay. I wasn't counting on it, and obviously it didn't work out for me. Anyways, we're going to move on uh, to the next fight on the card, which is a fight that really hasn't gotten any attention this week between CM Punk and the two uh, title fights. Scratch that one title fight. Uh, we'll get to that later, uh, Yoel Romero. But anyways, it's, uh, it's a heavyweight fight with... Uh, Andre Arlovsky versus Ty, I believe is his first name and how you pronounce it, that is, Tuivasa he is a, uh, either a New Zealander or an Australian, I apologize I don't have his Wikipedia in front of me and I'm not going to bore you while I waste time looking it up but anyways, um, he's had a few fights in the UFC as well, Andre Arlovsky I really wish that he wouldn't be fighting anymore Um, he's getting to that point, much like Rashad Evans um, and some other fighters that have been around for a long time, are still hanging around um, spoiler alert, this is a main card prediction show. If you haven't figured it out by now, I did say that. Um, the actual undercard has been going on for a little while, including the fight pass and the uh, uh, F- FS1, I'm assuming, uh, undercard. Rashad Evans was on the card. Another guy I don't want to see fighting anymore. He can't pull the trigger anymore, period. Um, he got knocked out uh, in like less than a minute, unsurprisingly. So, yeah. Um, also, another spoiler from the undercard. This was on. Fight pass. Again, unbelievably, uh, the number two 125 pounder in the world, one of the top pound for pound fighters, period, over the last like decade, basically. My boy Joseph Benavidez um, was on the undercard. uh, Coming back off of injury, he's been out for over a year. He had a major knee injury, multiple ligaments torn. He did unfortunately uh, find himself on the wrong end of a uh, split decision against um, Sergio Pettis, uh, who is very talented. And uh, has been around for a while, you know. So he's he's a tough guy, and um, I know Joe will bounce back from it. He's uh, one of the best in the world, and he's got a great attitude and mentality. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention those couple fights, and especially Joe Benavidez, because he's been uh, he's been my guy for a long time. Uh, a few years ago, just quick story: um, there was a card, I think it was a Fox card, um, in which him, T.J. Dillashaw, and Chadman Mendez, rather, uh, almost connected all their names, as I'm about to anyway, um, all fought on this Fox card. They were all still at Team Alpha Male, obviously. This was a few years ago. And they had this contest on Twitter for their fans, and it was to make, like, a funny picture of all three of them, like a Photoshop or something like that. And I took this picture of, like, a Hydra, and I have no Photoshop skills, so I actually literally just found pictures of them, printed them off on my work computer, um, and uh, cut out their faces, and put them on the Hydra, and put the faces of their opponents that were floating in the water beneath. <laughs> um, and, and they were if I could find the right faces, they were looking sad. Maybe they'd been knocked out in the picture or whatever. Um, they had been disposed of, in any event, in the water uh, from the Great Hydra, which I had dubbed combining all three of their names, and I, I tweeted that to Joe and, and the other guys as well. They all got to see it and enjoyed it. They really liked it, and long story short, um, well, long story long, rather, they, uh, they sent me um, one of the gloves that was actually used by, I don't know which one, but one of them at the Fox card, in which they all won, and, uh, and, and they're all great fighters, you know, all tops in their division and everything, so that was really cool. They sent it to me autographed it, all three of them, and uh, shortly thereafter, TJ Dillashaw actually won the championship, which was really cool, um, and he is he's again the champion, so there you go, but um, anyways, um, that was really cool, like, no, I, I've never really, like, reached out to anyone in particular either, but just a really cool thing, like, uh, above and beyond what I would expect from any, like, fighter, pro-athlete period to do for somebody, and, and obviously, Joe is a great guy, if you know anything about him, and um, they care about their fans, and just a solid dudes there, uh, that he's trained with and whatnot. Anyway, moving on, getting back to the card. We had Andre Arlovsky versus, uh, Ty Tuivasa. And, as I said, uh, Andre, uh, he's, he's gotta be close to 40 right now, if not, uh, there. And Tuivasa is an up-and-comer. He's got big power in his hands. And I'm gonna pick him by knockout. Uh, so, moving on to the next fight, it's former women's bantamweight champion, Holly Holm, versus former Invicta FC champion, Megan Anderson. Uh, If I'm correct, looking her up real quickly, she was the featherweight champion there and is, well, actually the fight here is at featherweight. So there you go. It's Holly Holm bumping up to featherweight, which she has fought out now a few times, against Megan Anderson and uh, they're going to scrap. So <laughs> my pick for it, um, admittedly, I have not seen um, very much of Megan Anderson. I've, I've not seen a lot of Invicta. Um, Holly Holm obviously uh, became super famous when she knocked out Ronda Rousey and took the belt off her. She was the first woman to beat her. You know that if you're an MMA fan. And um, she's just a world-class uh, competitor. And I don't think Megan Anderson has ever fought anybody of her caliber. No offense to her. And I know Holly Holm has received criticism in the past for... Um, You know, being somewhat hesitant too conservative in fights and whatnot. And maybe she won't knock her out, but I just think Holly Holm is going to outclass her here. And you'll either see a a finish, like a late finish by her, or a unanimous decision in favor of the former UFC champion. Um, We're moving on now to the co-main event. Um, This is the Welterweight Interroom Championship. Rafael dos Anjos versus Colby Covington. So now it's finally put-up-or-shut-up time. For Colby, if you're a fan of his, um, he is has only one loss. I believe he's 13 and one uh, without looking at his record. That sounds correct. Um, 13 and one. He recently came off a victory over Damian Maia. That's his biggest claim to fame, and uh, obviously Damian Maya is. Really, I mean, one of the best guys to never win a championship in the UFC, whether at middleweight or 170 pounds, Um, he's been one of the best um, over the last decade or so, and he's fought for the championship before as well. Um, We all remember a really weird fight he had against Anderson Silva uh, for the 185-pound title. But anyways, um, moving on, um, Colby Covington beat him. Damian Mayor is 40 years old. Is 40 years old, and uh, you know, say what you want about that. It's still a victory over one of the uh, best guys, as I said, in the division. So that's his claim to fame. He really doesn't have any other notable victories or big names on his record. And you're putting him up against Rafael dos Anjos here for the inner room belt, um, while they figure out what's going on with uh, uh, Tyron Woodley. Uh, I guess he had another injury, as we've heard, and. Um, Hopefully, sooner than later, the winner of this will be fighting him. Anyway, Rafael dos Anjos is just—I mean, this is a guy who struggled for a while. He's got like 10, 11 losses on his on his record, but he's also up to about 25 to 30 victories. And in the last five years or so, he's really been on a tear and just figured it out, figured himself out. He's he's added a lot of striking. Uh, I believe, if I if I remember correctly, he trained. With uh, Shoot the Box uh, guru, uh, Rafael Cordero, uh, out there at um, his current camp. It's not Shoot the Box anymore. The name is escaping me, but it's out in uh, Las Vegas, I believe, or California. One of the two. I know he trains with the Avond fight team as well. My boy Vanderlei Silva, uh, even though he's been (laughs) doing things a little uh, wild since he's uh, left the UFC and whatnot. But anyway, we're we're not here to talk. Well, to, to quote Mark McGuire, I'm not here to talk about the past or Vanderlei Silva, but um, Rafael Dos Anjos has just become a really complete fighter and um, one of the very best guys, not just in his division, but the UFC Is he's recently moved up to 170 pounds and looked fantastic. He he beat Robbie Lawler uh, leading up to this fight, and I was picking Robbie Lawler in that fight because, well, partially because I'm a big Bob Lawler fan, but also just because Robbie Lawler is a, is a very big guy former champion as well and uh, nobody to mess with obviously 170 and I just didn't think RDA was going to have enough to get it done and and he did he fought a great fight and uh, won a unanimous decision I believe and I know he won the decision in any event but um, anyway we got those two going at it for the interim 170 title and I'm picking Rafael Dos Anjos because I just don't think Colby Covington is ready for what uh, RDA has for him I think he's going to get beat up uh, wherever he goes um, Colby Covington Likes to lean on his wrestling. He really doesn't have many knockouts on his record, um, and he does have some power in his hands. But he's mainly leans on the wrestling, ground and pound, and whatnot. And if you know anything about RDA, it's that uh, he's also a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I don't think that would be a wise strategy against him. Uh, so, and I think that Rafael uh, outclasses him on the feet and will get a finish either by TKO or uh, submission on the ground after he's probably stunned and knocked down Colby Covington. So that's my, I'm going to say in the second or third round he gets that finish. Uh, that's my prediction. Um, moving on, we got the main event. This is it, uh, the the big baby of the evening right here. And uh, guess what? I don't even know if it is the main event anymore. I don't know if they're going to have Rafael dos Anjos. And uh, Covington go at it because it's actually for a belt. Because if you heard anything in the last uh, couple days, Yoel Romero did not make the weight. Um, he weighed in at uh, you got to make championship weight if you're fighting for the strap. You know you got to weigh in exactly on the dot or beneath, and he weighed in initially at 186 pounds, and they gave him a, a second chance as you do uh, at pretty at any weigh in, and he came in I think a couple hours later at 185.2. He missed it by two-tenths of a pound, 0.2. And because of that, this is not for the championship. Uh, You you almost forget that Robert Whitaker is the real deal welterweight champion. I I mean, I'm sorry, I can't even say it, because we had the interim strap before this. Um, Middleweight champion. Uh, GSP beat Michael Bisping, sorry Curtis, uh, for (laughs) the uh, middleweight title. He then kind of retired again, maybe, I don't know what, he'll probably be back at some point, who knows, he'll probably fight Conor McGregor for a lot of money, that's my prediction, but anyways, like I said, we're here to talk about the uh, Robert Whittaker, Yul Romero fight, and um, Whittaker then um, went on to become the full champion once GSP vacated, and it became clear that that fight was not going to happen anytime, well, anytime period, according to GSP, I suppose, but um, you have yoel romero become the number one contender he's been really impressive missed weight again uh a fight or two ago uh so you know and he's missed weight before in his career it's it's you can't really trust him and dana white if there's if there's one thing he can't stand well there's a lot of things he can't stand but it's when you miss weight um and especially if you're fighting for the championship and you know dana is is going to be pissed and uh It would really suck, honestly, if Yoa Romero, like, knocked out Robert Whittaker, and he's he's still the champion, but he got punked by Romero, and now what do we do? You know, you you give him a rematch? What the hell? I I don't know. That would suck. But, anyways, I just want to go into Robert Whittaker briefly. This is a guy who's had an interesting career. He's actually the Tough Smashes uh, winner when that happened back in... 2000, what do we got here? Sauteropolis versus, uh, shout out to my boy Curtis, his, uh, his cousin Ross Pearson uh, was the coach of that uh, tough smashes. It was UK versus Australia, if memory serves. Um, he won that at 170 pounds, the welterweight winner of that fight. Won a couple fights, um, and then lost a couple fights against Court McGee and Stephen Thompson. Uh, so he was 2-2. Two and two. He won another fight uh, at 170 versus Mike Biggie Rhodes as I remember this guy's nickname um and no offense to Biggie Rhodes um he won this fight by unanimous decision but Mike Rhodes isn't even in the UFC anymore um he lost three fights and is no longer in the UFC and hasn't made it back as of yet I do wish him luck but um yeah I I, he moved up Robert Whitaker that is to middleweight afterwards, because I just think he thought that uh, you do want a size advantage, that's why you do weight cuts, but there's something to be said for just feeling good and fighting closer to your natural weight, and having that strength and pepping your step and everything, and, and the juice wasn't worth the squeeze for him anymore, so he moved up to middleweight, and since that time, he's been phenomenal, uh, notching wins over Clint Hester, uh, Brad Tavares, Uriah Hall, Rafael Rafael, in the towel, rather, uh, Derek Brunson, My boy, Jacare, Ronaldo Souza, uh, which I was a little upset at at the time, but props to the man. And uh, Yoel Romero at uh, UFC 213. He's already beaten the man, as I almost forgot, uh, for the interim middleweight championship. And then became the full championship once uh, GSP vacated. So, yeah, he's been the man on a tear. And uh, about half of those victories at middleweight by way of knockout as well. So he's been really impressive and looking strong. Stronger than ever, really, in his... uh, Performances. So, all that being said, I'm going to go back to, unfortunately, the, the Debbie Downer, if you want to call me that, uh, uh, of what I alluded to earlier, as Randy Couture might say, as you alluded to uh, earlier. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go yo Romero by knockout, and we're all going to be shaking our heads afterwards, thinking, what do we do now? Uh, what's going on with the middleweight division? We finally... With the GSP thing and all that, and Willie or do you make Whitaker the full champion, we finally have some clarity. And then Romero throws a wrench into it by A, missing weight. And now I'm saying he's knocking out the champ tonight at UFC 225. That's it. Those are my predictions. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you guys enjoy the fights tonight. And thanks for listening. I really appreciate it.